begin from Mark 8.35. If you allow me to read it one more time. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. Now I want to talk about the context of this verse that Jesus is speaking um, this, these words and, and, and who he's speaking to. Because I think this is very important. Who Jesus is speaking to are people who are already seemingly following Jesus. But they may not be perhaps understanding what it really means to follow Jesus. In fact, throughout this time, he has a lot of followers, yeah? He, he's doing amazing things, and because he's doing these amazing things, people are interested, and they're following him, and there are thousands and thousands of people coming to him, and things like feeding 5,000 men plus women and children. He's walking on water. He's healing people left and right. People are begging to come close to him just to touch him because everyone who touches him are healed. The deaf, they start to hear. The blind, they begin to see. And so they are saying, Jesus, who is this Jesus? And they're following him. But then Jesus starts to teach them what it really means to follow him. And as he begins to teach about what it means to follow Jesus Christ, him, people start to not understand because they're trying to understand with their mind, and, their, and fears are coming up. And then guess what happens? People start to leave. The, those who were following him start to leave. And, and it is the, to these people that Jesus is speaking to here in these verses in Mark and other parts of the gospel. So he's making and helping make very clear what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And he's basically saying this, and this is the first point, that he's saying following me means giving up your whole life. Simply put, that is what he's trying to say. And so the verse right before our Bible quote today reads this, And calling the crowd to him with his disciple, he, disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Like I said, he's teaching things to them that they are trying to understand with their mind and they don't understand. Right before this, he said to the people, I'm going to, get, I'm going to be killed and I'm going to raise to life again in three days. And one of his disciples, his name is Peter, uh, one who sincerely loves Jesus, one who's following him. In fact, this Peter, this disciple Peter, had a revelation that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the Christ, that he was the one promised long ago, that G Peter knew this, but when Jesus said, I have to be killed and I'll be raised again three days later, Peter said and rebuked Jesus and said, this will never happen to you. Okay? But Jesus said, do you, know, do you remember what he said? He said, get behind me, Satan. Yeah? 
Because what you have in mind is not the things of God, but the things of man. See, Jesus, excuse me, Peter was concerned with saving Jesus' life in this world. And if Jesus listened to that, then Satan's will would have been accomplished, not God's will. And that's what Jesus was trying to tell them. And then right after, soon after this, this is what he says to his disciples. He, he says, if anyone would come after me, if you're going to follow me, if you really are going to follow me, let him deny himself. What does that mean, deny himself? It simply means, what's the opposite of denying yourself? It means living for yourself. Let's make it very simple. Living for yourself. Living to protect yourself. Living to preserve yourself. Living to satisfy yourself. Living to where everything is about you. Yeah? About your success. About your failures. About your pain. About you. And he's saying, no, you can't live for yourself. You must deny yourself. Pastor John brought a beautiful word to this. Disassociate. Yeah, what are you disassociating from? Sin. And sin is simply living for yourself, independent of God. And so he's saying you need to cut yourself off completely from that life. So you need to deny yourself and... Here's the beautiful part. Take up his cross. Take up his cross. What does it mean for us to take up a cross? Because this is something important for us to understand. A lot of people think taking up a cross means carrying around burdens or having problems. If you think having a problem is your cross, oh, there's, it's, that's... There's so much more glorious than that in terms of carrying a cross or having to endure a sickness and that being something that you have to carry. No, my friends. Taking up our cross simply means taking up everything that Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross. Taking up everything that he became in his life, death, and resurrection from the cross. And you know what that simply means for us? That we take on the life of Jesus. We take on the death of Jesus. We take on the burial. And we take up his resurrection. Amen. And you know what that also means? It means taking on his rejection from this world because he was rejected in this world. But it also means taking on the perfect acceptance from Father God. It means taking on disappointment from the people that say they're going to be there for you. And they're not. And the broken promises and the disappointment that comes from that. But it also means taking up the experience of knowing God the Father is faithful. 
You not only know that in song or know that in rhetoric with just speaking that from a theological sense, but you know in your heart that he works everything for good for those who love him. You know it and that he's faithful. You take on his suffering, but you also take up that power, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead abiding in us, enabling us to follow Jesus. Because that's what it takes. Taking up our cross means taking on his entire life so that we can follow him. And that's what it says. Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Amen? Second point as we wrap up is that following Christ then means experiencing his life. So why do we lose our life? So that we can experience his life. You cannot experience Jesus' life if you will not lose your life. Everybody wants this, but you cannot hang on to, you can't have one and own that And try to experience this as well. It doesn't work. You must lose it. And so, following Christ means experiencing his life. In Romans 6, 4, says, So when we were baptized, we talk about baptism here at the nations. And you love to use the word that's originally meant. It means immersed. It means completely saturated in. There's no difference between what you're in and, and who you are. You're completely immersed. So when we were baptized, immersed, we were buried with Christ and shared his death. We were buried with him so that we could live a new life. Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the wonderful power of the Father. Whoever loses His life for my sake and the gospels will save it. When you start to understand what this means, when God tells you this directly and speaks to your heart, you understand that losing his life means that you gain and experience his eternal life. Not someday, but right here and right now. So, This is his call for us. As we move into this seven days of prayer and fasting, we have a simple theme, and it's it's this. It's making disciples. It's understanding what a disciple is, first of all, meaning what it means to follow Jesus Christ. And then when we know this, then he will enable us. He will do the work through us to make disciples disciples to make followers of Jesus Christ so my friends my brothers and sisters join us in this because this is father's plan is to make disciples (laughs) and to know help us be clear about what it means to follow him with the whole of our life and hearts 
If you're not a follower of Jesus Christ and God is speaking to you right now, I want to pray with you. Because if you are ready to give up your whole life to Him, praise God, because it means you gain His life. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for giving us such clear truths that we are able to understand, not with our mind, but with this spiritual organ of our heart. And to those who you are speaking to right now, as we've opened up some of the the natural fears that we have of losing people, losing love, losing security, losing worth, losing opportunities, whatever that is, you've opened up people's hearts to know that they can now trust you completely for life. So if you're not a Christian here, meaning you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your master, your Lord, and your Savior, and you have not given him the whole of your life and you want to, and the Holy Spirit is saying you need to, then pray with me. Pray with me these words. Jesus. Just speak out his name. Jesus. Oh, this name above all names. Jesus. I turn to you. I've realized that I have been living a life of sin, trying to live my own life, and I'm tired of that, and I'm done with that, and I turn to you. And I give to you what is, what is of my life, the whole of my life, so that I can have your life, so that I can be saved. Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And I receive with my heart your life. And I understand that, Lord, you're going to give me your Holy Spirit to live within me right now. I accept. And I thank you. And I praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen.